Hi, I'm Terry Naturally. And I'm Dr. Lynn Wagner. And I have over 50 years of experience and knowledge in health and nutrition. And I'm a medical doctor with a passion for holistic health. We come together to offer you unique viewpoints and expertise as health advocates around topics that deal with today's health concerns. And always for your good health. So let's get into today's topic. Hi, Terry. Hey, how are you, Dr. Lynn? I'm great. Great to see you. Great to see you again. It's always a pleasure to have you here. So I heard we're talking about CoQ10. Yes, one of my favorite topics. So what am I supposed to call it? CoQ10, ubiquinol, ubiquinone. Every patient asks me, how do I know which one to take? Well, that's what a good, I, that's a good question. It? First of all, let me tell you what I know about ubiquinone and ubiquinol. Okay. Ubiquinone was the first form of CoQ10 developed. 25 years ago or more. Um, and all the studies, or the majority of the studies, are done on ubiquinone. Okay. Own, O-N-E, yes. ubiquinone. And okay. I've talked to a lot of alternative physicians. They say, it served me 20, 25 years with my patients. I'm not going to change to go to ubiquinol. Okay. Now, here's my opinion of that. Uh, Kanaka is the company in Japan that developed both of these. What is, it, what is it derived from? Is it a... It's fermentation. Okay. It, it, was, it was actually, it was discovered at the University of Wisconsin in Madison. Oh, it was? Yes. In the, in the heart of a horse. Because heart, that's where it belongs. I mean, that right. CoQ10 for the heart is one of the most major nutrients for the heart. Intracellular, correct? Right. For the actual cells? Yes. Okay. Okay. Um, but ubiquinone has been used for 20, 25 years with outstanding results. Mostly for heart stuff. Yes. Okay. Uh, and many other things, too. We can talk about some of the indications mm -hmm. later. But the patent ran out. They had to find stuff because then the Japanese, excuse me, the Chinese got into it with very low discounted CoQ10. Right. So Kanaka wanted to save their uh, CoQ10 um, sales. Their discovery. Yep, their discovery. So they made a new product called ubiquinol, ubiquinol. And the difference is just a molecular structure difference, probably? They call it a reduced form. Okay. Uh, it's not stable. It doesn't last very long. On it, the shelf? Uh, in the shelf, in the gut. Okay. The gut will digest it. Um, it's not stable. So if you wanted to make a really good, high-quality product stable for a couple of years, mm -hmm. ubiquinol doesn't make it. Okay. Uh, ubiquinone is very stable, and they, you can do a lot more formulations and different kinds of products because it's stable. Got it. Uh, but they wanted to save something of their CoQ10 discovery. Right. So they made this new product, but it doesn't have as much benefit as ubiquinone. So how did they um, advertise that it was better? Because that's that's where I get confused. You can see a lot of things. Different. If nobody else challenges you. Right. So different people will try to tell you which one is better to take, and my patients always ask me which one do I take. Yeah. Um, you know, there is a way to increase the absorption of many different substances. Mm -hmm. It's a product called gamma cyclodextrin, and this compound, which is developed from starch, vegetable starch, mm -hmm. it's plant material. Uh, it was discovered in the 1940s in Budapest, Hungary. Um, drugs are difficult to be absorbed, absorbed as well. Mm -hmm. So they wanted to make sure, with a drug, it's much more critical. Make sure that it is absorbed or isn't absorbed. Mm -hmm. So when you mix it with gamma cyclodextrin, 
it's increased in the absorption, it stabilizes it, it standardizes it for a better material, and it, it increases the absorption of a drug or a natural substance anywhere from a few times to as much as 18 times, depending on the substance. Sometimes you can't mix as much gamma cyclodextrin with it as you'd like, so you use a smaller dosage. But this actually improves CoQ10. So when you take regular CoQ10 and you mix it with the gamma cyclodextrin, you now increase the absorption up to eight times or more. So if you have 100 milligrams, that's equivalent to 800 milligrams. So it's more effective. Sure. So I would tell anybody to look for a CoQ10 that is complex with gamma cyclodextrin. Got it. It's and the best form you can possibly find. And ubiquinone probably better than ubiquinol. Uh, Depending on who you talk to. Well, yeah, I don't know. Okay. Um, there's so many people that are on both sides. Right. That, that's what I've found. And so I really have it. I, I literally tell my patients, you know, either one is fine because I have had so many conflicting opinions on which one is better. Yeah. And I don't think that's the right answer that I should be giving them, but that's why I wanted to talk to you about it today. Find the CoQ10 with the gamma. Okay. The gamma. That's more important than it's a worried about tablet. The... Oh, that's nice. Yes. Okay. It's, it's easy to chew. It's easy to digest. Uh, it's more effective. It's more stable. And I've, the dosing also confuses me. So I use CoQ10 for my patients, obviously, if they're on a statin, because statins deplete your CoQ10 stores. Right. Um, I also use it if they're on drugs like metformin and other various other prescription drugs. I also use it on any man or woman over the age of 50. That's just kind of a, Absolutely. a, a rule that I use. Absolutely. Because you naturally lose your stores of CoQ10 as you get older. Yeah, if they're younger, though, they're on sad drugs. They yeah, still oh, for it. sure, for sure. Yeah. Anyone on the drugs. And yeah. then I also use it for my patients who have heart disease, vascular problems, heart failure, cardiomyopathies. Lack of energy. Lack of energy. So, a, so I use it a lot, but the resources are really hard because they'll say anywhere from 100 to three, 400 milligrams a day. And I, do, I believe there's really not an upper limit of how much you can take, right? Well, it's, it's absolutely non-toxic. It's right. safe. It's not like a but, toxic but thing. But why waste your money? Oh, for sure. Yeah. It's, when it's, you it's take, not cheap. When you take the Chubal tablet with gamma, right. you're getting 800 you're milligrams. Getting, okay, so something like one that, a one a day. Two a day, maybe. So but, it's not necessarily something people need to take twice a day. No. Because no, a lot of different no, formulas no. will have you take it in the morning and night. And I think no. patients have a hard time. They get pill fatigue from taking too many things. And um, not ever, some people do fine. But for people who have problems with taking pills, I try to minimize it as much as possible. Right. But you know, when you when you say well, you should be, and it should be taken with a statin drug. Yes. Why? Because the enzyme in the liver that produces cholesterol mm -hmm. is the same enzyme that produces CoQ10. Mm -hmm. So to me, that means whoever made my body, I believe it's God, right. but whoever you believe makes your body, right. made, made our body, they think, the, or they, he, she, or she thinks that the CoQ10 is so critical for heart function that they made them together. The cholesterol is made by the same enzyme. The CoQ10 is made by the same enzyme. They work in in cooperation. Right. So when we lower the cholesterol, we lower CoQ10. Right. And people get muscle pain, wasting of muscles, mm -hmm. atrophy of muscles. Yep. And there is a muscle pain, which I can't remember the name of it. It's a very severe muscle pain. Oh, rhabdomyalgia. Yes. Yeah. Where you, in fact, in some cases- You can die. Even, even if you go off, off the, the statin drugs, you still can't get rid of the pain. It's there forever. Right. You've got to deal with it forever. There's some very bad side effects with statin drugs. Yep, yep. And we make, you know, what is cholesterol? We, we make all of our hormones. We make our sex hormones. We are male and female because of cholesterol. Right. We make vitamin D3 because of cholesterol. Yeah. Uh, that's a different story, but right. CoQ10 
everybody who is on a statin drug and metformin take CoQ10. Absolutely. And I would say anyone over the age of, you know, 50 maybe, it's a kind of throwing yeah. a random age out there, but I think it's probably pretty important for anyone who's getting to that middle to later years of life. But you look at, you know, you look at, uh, I, I don't know where doctors come from. I'm sorry. It's, I don't know how, what they think, but I, I, I gave a lecture and uh, on, on cholesterol and how bad it is to lower cholesterol. Right. We should have a higher cholesterol. We live longer. We live a higher quality of life. And a woman came up after and she was, I have to tell you my story. My, my husband had a severe heart attack. The doctor said, well, we're putting you on statin drug. Mm -hmm. And he did to the whole family, including the eight-year-old child. Now. Put the whole family on a statin drug? Put the whole drug? family on as prevention. Because the father had a heart attack. Wow. And she said, I'm taking it. I said, well, you're the, you, you, you know, you don't have to. Right, right. And the eight-year-old boy was on statin drugs. That, that sounds. So, I mean, if you're going to follow this, this policy or this philosophy, then you still need CoQ10. For sure. Even right. a, a child that's not even developed yet. Right, right. I think, you know, the only cases I've seen where kids are on statins is if they have like the familial um, cholesterol problems where their cholesterol is like in the eight, nine hundreds or something like that. Yeah. In fact, I, I went to a seminar where a doctor spoke on it because I was very interested. Mm -hmm. And he said, I never use a statin drug unless it's over a thousand. Oh, wow. Yeah. So, wow. I mean, everybody has their opinions. I mean, right. I'm not saying that's right or wrong. Right, right. But some people do believe that cholesterol is is, is a non-issue. Yeah, and I think um, I'm, I'm more in the middle on that, I would say. I think, you know, patients ask my advice all the time on statins, as you can imagine. And most of them want me to tell them to go off of it. But if they have, you know, really, really high cholesterol, or they have a huge family history, or they've had an event, and they have stents and cardiac disease already, I'm definitely not someone who's going to tell them to go off their statin, but I am going to tell them to go on CoQ10 in addition oh, to statin. Everybody should be on CoQ10. Yeah. Um, the other thing I was going to ask you about is we talked a lot about heart health with CoQ10. What are the other benefits? Migraine headaches. Unbelievable. Oh, right. Yes. Actually, I have not used that enough for migraines yet. Migraine headaches. Yep. Energy levels. Very well studied for migraines. Any oral conditions, uh, pyrrhea, periodontal disease, um, yeah, all of those conditions. And brain health. Brain health, yeah. I mean, it's mitochondria. I mean, it So, in every single cell of your body. Every single cell of your body. Right. Um, Is there, it, does it, it help it, with detox at all? Uh, not so much detox. That's, okay. No. Um, if you have bleeding gums, within a few, few days after taking CoQ10, all the bleeding stops. All the inflammation of the gums go away. So, and for most of these conditions, it's not something that you just take like an aspirin or a Tylenol where you're like, oh, I have a headache. I'm going to take it once. For migraines, no. it's more of a preventative. Preventative right. and also treating because if you have a very severe, you know, I've had people tell me I used to get a, this person said, I get, I get migraine headaches two or three times a month. Mm -hmm. Now I don't get any migraine right, headaches right. anymore after I went on CoQ10. Got it. Um, and they were using the one tablet daily of the tubal form. That's really interesting because I always, my, my migraine patients all go on um, riboflavin and magnesium, and I always forget about the CoQ10. Oh, yeah. CoQ10. But that's really well studied. Yeah. And the riboflavin, B2, 400 yes. milligrams? Yep. yep. Exactly. Yep. yep. Yeah, all good stuff. It's all good stuff. I mean, it's yeah. amazing. People have had migraines for years and years, and they just add a couple things and natural things, but, and uh, <laughs> they go away. <laughs> they, it, it's, it's amazing what happens when you do something naturally and right. not, not get on drugs and have to. Have, Take another drug for the side effects of the first drug. And, exactly. You know, right. The merry-go-round of drug therapy. Um, so you do think the chewable form is better than the one you swallow? 
Um, yes, because you can't add the gamma cyclodextrin okay. to a larger dosage. Interesting. It has to be a small dosage just because you need about 500 milligrams of gamma in order to mix with 100 milligrams. Sure. So it has to, so be, it has to a, be pretty big. Yeah. Okay. You couldn't, sw you couldn't swallow it. Well, you signed me up for another one. My All right. box is getting pretty big, Terry. Yep, I take, I take my... <laughs> but there's no prescriptions in there. <laughs> I take mine every morning. Oh, so morning time is better? Does it matter? Well, no. It's not going to make you not sleep or anything like no, that? Okay. No. okay. And there's no toxicity. There's no side effects. You can eat it with food or without, I'm assuming? Yep, anything. Okay. Take it, you can take it with drugs or without drugs. Cool. Um, doesn't It's not counterproductive in any, any, any way. Okay. No. Good to know. Yeah, it's good stuff. Awesome. Yeah. Well... Great talking with you. Thanks for all the info. Oh, I was excited to pleasure. talk about this one because I use this one all the time and I wanted yeah. some more I info love sharing. on it. Thank yeah, you. That's great. All right. See you yeah. soon. Healthy regards. <laughs> see you later.